Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Welcome to Light the Fight. I am Heidi Swap, and you guys, I am solo. Well, solo with Brandon, because Brandon is here, and he's making sure that I don't say anything inappropriate, so that he has to bleep it out or something like that. Um, you are listening to Light the Fight, and my trusty companion is away on vacation, which I am so happy for him. Um, he's in, I think he's in California, and um, that's his happy place. So... I'm left to hold down the fort, and I've been doing a lot of thinking about what I want to share, and I I kind of even sat in my bed last night for a while making kind of a list of what I want to share, and today um, I kind of want to share my top 10 most important changes that I've made that we've talked about here on the podcast Um kind of little mind adjustment, personal changes that can be made immediately, even though you have to keep on working them, working at them. Um, I think that this message and kind of this consolidated list will be really powerful thing to think about as we're going into a new year. As we're recording, it is New Year's Eve. And um, I'm really thankful for Brandon being willing to sacrifice his New Year's Eve to be here with me for about an hour or so. Um, before I go into that, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Um, first of all, 1-800-CONTACTS. Um, thank you to 1-800-CONTACTS. They believed in us from the very beginning. They have stood by us, encouraged us, cheered for us. Um, They're an amazing company and business with amazing values that contributes so much. So if you are a contact where I think like 70% of the population is, consider 1-800-CONTACTS. As you support them, they can support us, and we really appreciate that. Um, The our other sponsor that I wanted to mention is teencounseling.com. And as this New Year's is kicking off, if you feel like you have a teen that would benefit from talking to someone and you just don't know where to turn, may I just suggest going to the website and getting a feel for it, reading what they have to say, taking the survey, and giving it a try. If you go to teencounseling.com backslash LTF, which is does stand for like the fight in case you can't remember it when you get in there, you will get a 10% discount. Um, you know, it's worth a shot. And I know that this sounds weird. Maybe it sounds weird. Um, it's so much better than doing nothing. 
And sometimes when we don't know what to do, we do nothing. And um, there's so many other things that that can kind of take over and we can forget. Um, but if you're feeling that little nudge inside as a parent, um, just go check it out and um, maybe give it a try. It's It's really an amazing facilitating tool. So that's what I'll say about that. Um, anyway, thank you for being here and thank you for listening and thank you for sharing this with your friends. Um, as always, it's, it's just very gratifying to me when I'm out and about and I encounter you listeners, um, over the holidays. So I'm a last minute shopper and, and by last minute, I mean like usually on the 23rd, 22nd, 23rd, that's kind of when I start swinging into action. 21st, maybe. Um, every single person in every store said, oh, you're just doing some last minute shopping. And I was like, no, it's first minute. This is my first minute of shopping, actually. Um, but I, because I didn't shop online and because I went in to actual stores in the mall to do my shopping, um, in almost every store, I ran into Light the Fight listeners. All the way up to when we were in Costco on Friday night, um, got the biggest hug from one of our listeners. And I just want to thank you guys for supporting, encouraging, and cheering us on it. Um, it means the absolute world to me. Um, okay, so just getting into this, I kind of want to give you a little bit of a place to start. Um, it's a new year, and I think that as people maybe go to the podcast, if, if you've been a listener and if you've kind of listened all along, um, this is going to be like just a healthy recap. Um, if you're new here, and maybe you're looking, my gosh, there's 90 episodes I don't know where to start. This might be kind of a good place for me to create this little bit of a roundup. Um, and then if you go to the show notes, we will, um, we will notate the episodes that the things that I talk about, um, so that you can go to each episode. This would be a really great place to start. Um, I've, I've gotten messages from several of you listeners who are counselors school counselors, um, family counselors that are using this podcast as a tool and a reference for the people that you are helping. And um, I'm so thankful that we can provide that. I will tell you that this morning, in preparation for today's episode, I bravely went to the YouTube and watched um, a YouTube video that I recorded one year after Corey passed away. And I say bravely because it's the absolute worst. <laughs> and by absolute worst, I mean, I, it's very, very raw and I have been afraid to watch it. I wasn't sure what I said. And, um, 
so many people messaged me and referenced that video. And I finally thought, you know what? I want to know what I said. And that video um, is interesting because it was one year after Corey passed away, but before the podcast. And um, as I look at myself in that video, I was still very much um, in shock. I, I think that that's the best way to describe it. I was working on processing um, just the fact that I was in that situation. And one year out, I felt very, um, like it was the first time I had spoken and blessed the people's hearts that invited me to come. They told me that they were going to take the interview and kind of edit it down to a three or four minute video. And I think it's 20 minutes. And there wasn't a lot of editing down. Um, I remember leaving there and thinking, man, I hope that I don't regret that forever. <laughs> and I'm trying to feel like I don't regret it. But here's here's the difference that I feel in addition to time. Time passing and time healing is essential. And one year after losing Corey is is very, very short of amount of time. Um, but at that point, I hadn't started to learn how to change so that I didn't have to be afraid. Um, the strength and the peace that I feel in my relationships um, is significantly different than it was four years ago. Or I, I should say three years ago, because that's really when I filmed that video. The difference is, um, like I said, time. The difference is this podcast and what I've learned and actually learning how to verbalize the things that I feel. And, and that, honestly, it's why talking is so essential. Whether you're talking to a spouse, you're talking to a friend, you're talking to a therapist. Talking is so helpful. Um, in fact, I have a couple friends that I talk to on Marco Polo. Interesting thing about Marco Polo is that you just have this ability to talk and nobody interrupts you. And you can process through things. And so talking really helps. Um, so I, like I said, I, I, I gently say that I bravely watched it because I was really afraid to look into that girl's eyes, that, that girl from three years ago. But I can tell you that I'm so thankful for what I've learned here, what David has coached me through. And that's what I kind of want to try to consolidate down today, simply and concisely. Um, the things that I'm sharing are not simple and concise, 
And so that's why um, I want to be able to refer you to other episodes that we've talked about it more if you want to kind of dig deeper into that. But they are little changes that can be made immediately that create huge differences. So the reason why I want to do this podcast, and I wrote this down, and I wrote, there's no worse feeling than being disconnected from a child, from feeling shut out, or feeling like you just don't know them anymore. And, you know, as our kids grow up, they go through changes, and they're they aren't the same. And there comes a time when maybe you feel that disconnection and it scares you. Or the other side of the coin is that they're very open about extreme sadness, disappointment, frustration, hurt, pain that may be caused by friendships, um, by you know, not meeting expectations that they have or that you have. And it is so hard to watch your kids struggle. It is so devastating to not know how to help. So these 10 points that I want to make, I have found to give me a place to turn and solutions on how I can be a support, how I can strengthen the bond that exists between parents. Um, these 10 points that I'll share and this podcast is not about eliminating the struggle. We will never eliminate the struggle. Struggle's normal and it's good and it's essential. It's part of our character development. But we can struggle together which is really what David is always talking about and always teaching how helpful it is when we can become partners, not equal partners. I like how he always says that, not equal partners. But as we work together on the struggles and we partner on the struggles, we can get through them because together is always better. There's a quote that's by Socrates and um, I probably, I probably should have written it down and pulled it up, but it says something like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull it up because I have it right here, actually. <laughs> music, game show music. Um, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's so good. It's worth this, me finding it. Okay. So it says the secret of change is to focus on. All of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. That is what I want to talk about right now as we're going into this new year, a new decade. We have the possibility. We have everything that we need to make little changes. I really like how it says focus all of your energy on building the new. So that's what I want to do. I want to talk to you about um, ways and things that you can build for 2020. Okay, so let's let's get started with my 
list. The first thing, number one, biggest, most powerful um, change that I believe we can all be better at is learning how to not freak out. Um, Staying calm in every situation is essential to building trust and connection with anybody that you have a relationship with. If they, if they know that you're going to stay calm and that you're not going to get mad and that you're not going to freak out and cry, um, then they will be able to make that first step, which is coming to you, right? But they have to believe that you can handle it. In the past, maybe you haven't been able to handle it. Amen, hallelujah. Me too. (laughs) But remember, we are not going to fight the old. We're going to build the new. And so remaining calm, making sure that that calm is in your eyes and it's in your heart and it's in your soul, that you start to learn to believe that Freaking out doesn't help. It doesn't give you strength. It doesn't add to any situations. I think that this is something that I sort of, well, I have a bracelet. It says don't freak out. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm not a perfect non-freaker outer, but I am improving so much. And it's it's almost like not freaking about the little things, guys. Like I've talked about it before, the, sm- the, s- the spilled smoothie in the car, which is the ultimate worst case scenario when you're driving. <laughs> um, not freaking out about the little things, the wet towel on the floor, the clumps of toothpaste in the sink, um, the shoes that are left in the middle of, you know, it's those little things that add up and then all of a sudden like, boom, fireworks go off and, and, we freak out. So staying calm about the little things will earn you points to trust for the big things. I think this is the number one most important thing. And we talk about this often is being a first responder, not a first overreactor. Um, We want to remember that in big and small ways. And this is something that right now you can um, work to exact change in. We've talked about that you may want to go to your teenagers and let them know that this is something that you're working on, that you could ask them to forgive you for times and for being a freaker outer and to help gently to help you remember not to be a freaker outer. Um, that's number one. Number two is also a biggie. And we say this a lot here on the podcast, but number, my number two is to err on the side of the relationship. This might seem really basic just to say, but when I say this, I mean that the relationship is over everything. It's the relationship is over the messy room. The relationship is over an F 
on a math test. The relationship is over. The little things and the big things. Relationship is over religion. Relationship is over everything. And we've talked about that a few times. That doesn't mean that you give up all of your family rules, all of your family dynamics, all the things that you stand for. But it means that you let people know that they matter more than the rule, that they matter more than anything else. And then we can follow up with, you know, how are we really going to deal with this situation? Sometimes it's even coming down to like the words that come out of your mouth when somebody comes down dressed in a way that maybe you don't approve of or you don't think is um, representative of you as a mother. <laughs> um, the way that we address these situations, putting the relationship first, remembering that this is a a human, an individual, somebody who's learning and growing. Um, take those opportunities to remember to err on the side of the relationship. Sometimes that means you keep your mouth shut. And sometimes that means you wait until a better time to circle back around and address that situation. That kind of leads me to number three. Um, I wrote down for number three, now is not always. Right now does not equal forever. What you're going through right now, what your relationship looks right now, the struggle that you have right now does not equal this is what it will always be like or that because of what you're dealing with right now, in five years from now, everything is going to just fall apart and be horrible. For me, this was really, really hard. I felt like if we weren't always in a good place, if we weren't always doing our best, if we weren't always achieving whatever it was we were setting out to achieve, that in the future, everything was going to be awful. I felt like if things were bad right now, they're going to be bad forever. That is not, that is simply not the case. Now, right now, no matter what it is, it will change. It will get better. And things can be really bad right now, and they can get better the next day and the next day. So try not to live and um, condemn your future based on the stress and anxiety and worry that you feel right now. Um, learning to do that, learning to allow right now to be hard has been really important for me. Number four. You know, we've always learned, we've always talked about that you have to like teach to the lowest common denominator or you know, okay, so like on a family vacation, 
whenever you plan the activities on a family vacation, it's always like going to the level of that lowest common denominator. Um, whatever the youngest, whatever the smallest can do, that's what you can do because you're a family, right? Um, I want, number four is figuring out what the lowest common denominator is in your relationships. And by that, I also mean learn and figure out what it is that gets you and that loved one on the same page every time. What is the lowest common denominator in your relationship? Where do you find that? Is it Star Wars? Is it Fortnite? Is it macaroni and cheese at 12 o'clock at night? Is it a dance party in the car? Is it laying down by them right before they go to sleep with the lights out, listening to them about what they're worried about? What is that one place where you can always get on the same page? You're we know that there's a lot of places where we're not on the same pages with our kids. And usually that's like in the level of cleanliness of their room or maybe even the grades, maybe their friends, maybe their language, maybe their explicitness of their music, maybe their social media, whatever it is, there's a lot, a lot of places where we are just fundamentally not on the same page. Find the place that you can be on the same page. I'm not going to lie. Ours is tonight, though. <laughs> Everybody in my family loves tonight, though. And that stuff ain't cheap. Here's the thing, right? So when there's tonight, though, and it's also a small little carton, right? So when those tonight doughs come out and everybody gets a spoon and we're all kind of laughing and half fighting and sharing that tonight dough, we get on the same page. It's simple things where you can smile and laugh and maybe just let go of the hard, crappy things. I know that you have special places, special, special lowest common denominators in your relationships that exist. And if you don't look for them, you might overlook them. You might not see those small moments that can be had. Um, I promise you that it is going to evolve, involve your 100% complete presence and attention. So whatever that is, find that place to be and know where it is so that you can go there as often as needed. Number five, I kind of put this right before behind number four because once you create that connection, getting on the same page, finding that spot where you can 100% be there, that connection has to come 
before you share your concerns. We call it connection before concern. As parents, no doubt we have a lot of concerns about our kids, about what's going on in their lives. They can be a newborn baby all the way up to 45 years old with five kids of their own. We are concerned about their well-being. And there might be things that we see as a parent and we're like, you know, it's like we're watching a horror movie and we're like, don't go in there, you know, whatever. Like we want to say things that will protect them from pain, that will save heartache. And let's be honest, will save us heartache. Um, some of those concerns that we have do need to be addressed and shared. But if we just come right out of the shoots with, you should really be doing this, and I want you to do this, and what are you thinking about that? You know, kind of these really brash statements of concern. It can cause shaming. It, it can feel like shaming. It can cause disconnection. It can cause a retreat. It can cause defensiveness. But if we come from a place of connection and the right timing, then our concern can land in a place that maybe it would be considered and heard a little bit better. So getting on the same page and then coming in with loving statements, with a listening ear, um, I want to share um, a couple of ideas that I have to create some of these connections before concern. These are some that David has shared with me and that I have found to be really helpful. Um, believe it or not, photos and memories are very, very connecting. This is the scrapbooker in me coming right out, you guys. Print your photos, document them, buy my products. Just using, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, when you share photos, when you pull out old photos or even um, look through photos of experiences on your camera roll together, maybe even text a photo that says, oh man, remember this? I was laughing so hard or remember what a funny experience this is or remember how awesome this was. That was one of the best days of my life. I loved seeing you doing your thing or, you know, whatever that is, heartfelt remembering and connecting, going back to, again, it's a, it's one of those common denominator places where you were both there. You both had memories of it. You both felt it. And that's a great connection. Um, memes, you guys. Memes can be connecting. Um, finding funny little cartoons or things on social media um, that maybe poke a little bit of fun at you, at your situation, that speak truth even though 
You know, it's kind of funny. Those kinds of things can kind of break the ice, get you on the same page and give you an opportunity to get a conversation happening. When you are having this concerning conversation, the percentage, the ratio of you talking to you listening should be 80 to 90% of you listening and maybe 10 to 20% of you talking. Make your statements and then listen. Encourage them to talk. Look at them in the eyes. Practice some of those listening skills that you've probably heard about. Restating it. Helping them. So what you're saying is, listen, listen, listen. Okay. Number six. This, this is a, a big one for me. This has been um, powerful for me personally. And we call this the and. Um, if you've been here listening, you've heard us talk about this a lot. Um, if you saw follow me on social media, you've probably noticed me do this. Um, I feel like for my whole life up until the last couple of years, I believed I had to, to pick an emotional lane. I had to um, feel one way. I, it's so stupid to even say out loud, but I really genuinely didn't know that I could feel happy and sad at the same time. I didn't know I was allowed to do that. I thought I couldn't feel happy because I was sad. I couldn't be proud of my kid because I was mad about something else. And I had a habit, and this is, this is a nagging habit, of letting my negative emotions outweigh my positive emotions. The and tells us that we can be very proud and very thankful and very happy with our children, even when they might not be making good choices and we might be concerned and worried about where they are at this exact minute. I will tell you very tenderly, um, one of the biggest struggles that I had um, with Corey, um, Corey was, had made some bad decisions and, and his school, school was suffering and, um, I was disappointed in his decisions. And Corey felt like a disappointment. Like he knew. Our kids absolutely know what's expected of them. That's not the problem. I didn't know how to not be disappointed when I was let down. This and gives you the ability 
to love your child fiercely and to have hope for them and to encourage them and to cheer for them and also be disappointed in a decision that they make that causes you to be concerned. It's okay to feel disappointment, but it's not okay to make your child feel like they are a disappointment. And you know, human nature, we're all our toughest critics. We're all going to um, be hard on ourselves no matter what our age is. I wish I would have understood this a little bit better so that I didn't have to let my disappointment feel like the most overpowering um, emotion to Corey. I would rather that my love and my believing in my children to outweigh any disappointment that I may feel. Um, And I hope that that makes sense. The and helps me when I'm frustrated, when I feel like things aren't going right, it helps me to recognize the things I'm grateful for and the things I'm frustrated about. And we can feel those things both at the same time. For me, when I feel frustrated, I definitely can, can tend to let those frustrations take over all the good things that happen. And, and you know what? There might even only be one thing that I'm really upset about, and it can outweigh the 99 things that are good. The and gives us that ability to feel and consider both the good and the bad at the same time. Number seven. This is another one for us as individuals, as parents. We can recognize and acknowledge the things we suck at. And in that, we can thank the people around us for being patient with us. We all have things that we're really good at, and we all have things that we're not good at. And this time of year, you know, I think sometimes we're all real focused on the things we suck at because we're going to change everything. We're going to just completely change everything, right? Um, I think that our weaknesses and the things that we struggle with are part of us for a reason. And we, we can't work on them until we acknowledge them. And when we acknowledge them and even acknowledge them to the people that we love, then we, we're, we kind of create this space for us to suck at something. We know we do. And it gives us this like acknowledgement. Everybody knows. Everyone knows we're going to try to work on it. Um, so you know, we've talked about this a lot. I really struggle planning meals and getting meals out. And my family would really love it if I had more meals. And they know that it's something that is really hard for me. Um, and so we talk about ways that they can help me, like giving me ideas or helping me make a list when I need to go to the store. Um, 
they also know that it's hard for me. And so when there is a meal on the table, they really express, <laughs> this makes me a little emotional because they really express their gratitude. And I think that they know that it's because it's big effort for me um, because I've shared that. It's okay to let your kids know where you struggle because it humanizes you. It gives them permission to also let you know what they struggle with. And then everybody can give each other space to have that struggle, to work on that struggle, and hopefully get better two steps forward and one step back, probably. Um, but rather than apologizing, apologizing, apologizing all the time, and being self-deprecating, I think is the word. If you thank them for being patient with you, thank them for helping you, thank them for encouraging you, then you're on the same team and you're partnering. And I think that that's really helped, really helps the relationship. Number eight um, this is another thing that is for us as parents. This notion of going first. Somebody has to say sorry first. Somebody has to laugh first. Somebody has to smile first. Somebody has to go in and make that statement first. Somebody has to eat healthy first. Somebody has to reduce their Diet Coke intake first. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even, I'm not even going to try, but, uh, <laughs> you cannot tell a teenager to get off their phone so much. If you're not off your phone, you can't tell someone to go to bed. If you're not going to go to bed, you can't tell them not to watch inappropriate shows. If you're going to watch inappropriate shows, you got to go first. Modeling is the most powerful tool that we have as adults and believe you me and we all know this they are watching like hawks and so that's where we have the opportunity to really practice what we preach um, really model positive behavior in our relationships in our friendships in the people that we surround ourselves with in the activities that we pursue we have to be the ones that go first. Number nine. This is a hard one for me, but also one that I think is so essential to my well-being and what I can bring into my relationships. There's a quote by Maya Angelou, and it goes like this. Forgive yourself for the things you didn't know before you learned them. I probably repeat that in my mind multiple times a day when those pings of, I wish I would have done better, I wish I would have known, come up. We, if you're listening to this podcast, you are trying to, to do better. 
you are seeking information. You're wanting to improve the relationships that you have. And remember that quote that I read in the very beginning. We're going to focus all of our energy on building the new. So forgive yourself for the weaknesses that you have had, the demonstrations of freak out that you've done, the less than stellar parenting moments that you've had. Combined with forgiving yourself, I want to add in taking care of yourself. And I actually don't just mean eating your vegetables, but you should. That's kind of in the going first category, I think. But take care of yourself. Go to sleep at night. Drink water. When you're feeling sad and frustrated, write it out. Talk to a friend. When you're feeling overwhelmed, read a book. When you're feeling frazzled, give yourself an Epsom salts bath and do some meditative breathing exercises. Take care of yourself so that you can show up the best version of yourself to face those daily struggles. When you let yourself binge watch a show until 4 a.m., and then try to show up for your family the next day. You're going to be on your last nerve from the beginning. Part of being a partner is to show up as your best self. As you teach, as, as you model this extremely important behavior, you're teaching your kids valuable skills that they're going to need throughout their lives as they are in school. Um, I'm trying to look up something really quick that I wanted to share. Um, you're going to give them these valuable coping skills that they're going to need throughout their life. You're going to show them by what you do and maybe even tell them by what you do. You know, I've had such a stressful day, you guys. I'm I'm just going to turn on this music and this diffuser and I'm just going to take a minute. So give me five or 10 minutes and, and I'll be back. Not only are you taking care of yourself, but they're showing them how they can take care of themselves too. Um, I follow the AFSP national Instagram account, which is the Association for Suicide Prevention. And they're always sharing um, kind of these little self-care memes. Sometimes I think that we sort of need ideas for how we can institute some self-care in our lives. So today, this morning, um, I was starting to kind of think about New Year's Eve. Today's New Year's Eve. Tonight's Eric's family staying with us. And... Um, I feel like all this pressure to come up with some great, memorable, fantastic New Year's Eve, you know, and, and then I started like feeling overwhelmed and stressed out and worried and thinking, well, I didn't really decorate the house and I don't really have fancy food. And, you know, I started really like shutting down 
And I loved this because it says New Year's Eve to-do list. And it's got like all these little pictures. And one says, have a quiet evening at home. Start a happiness jar. Surround yourself with love. Unplug from social media. Journal your thoughts. Um, Start to read a book. Or start your to-read list. I don't read, so that doesn't really help me. But um, make self-care goals for the new year. Have a movie marathon. Celebrate your achievements from 2019. Um, And you know what? It totally, as I read that, it like calmed me down. It helped me realize that I don't have to, I don't know. Anyway, there was another one, and I want to read. I want to read a couple of these ones. It says, "If the holidays are hard," and then it says, "Take time for yourself. Send a letter to someone you love. Write about how you feel. Take a nap. Seek inspiration. Listen to a happy song. Get cozy by candlelight. Plan something for the new decade. Drink a cup of tea. Text an old friend. Go outside and play. Watch a funny movie. Anyway, if you don't know." You know, sometimes we get into a place where we're like so frazzled and so stressed and so on our last nerve. Moms, please tell me that you also feel this way. (laughs) Um, You might need ideas on how to take care of yourself. Go to Pinterest. Go to Instagram. um, Get some ideas. Write those ideas in a place where when you are feeling that, you create yourself kind of a go-to list. Please take care of yourself. You are your most valuable asset. Your happiness is so essential to the happiness of the whole family. Um, sometimes the responsibilities that weigh on us as a mom and as a dad, they're different. And sometimes in our motherhood, and I would also imagine in our fatherhood, it can feel a little bit lonely. There are things that you feel as a mom that dads just don't feel. I believe that that has to be the same thing for the men. Give yourself the space to rebuild and regroup and, and strengthen yourself so that you can go back out and be your best self. Okay, that was kind of long. Um, number 10. And I left kind of this best for last. Um, because if nothing else going forward, starting today, starting this minute that you're listening to this, um, let them know that know that you love them no matter what. Repeat that over and over to anybody that's important in your life, whether it's your siblings, your spouse, your friend, your parents, your children. Make sure they know That no matter what's going on in their life or your life, no matter what's hard, 
right now. Good times and bad times. Your love is non-negotiable. It will never go away. Emotions of frustration, disappointment, anger even. Those will not affect the love that you feel. And you know that. That's super obvious to you as a parent. But it might not be super obvious to your child. It might not even be super obvious to your spouse. Say it over and over if you have to. Make sure that they know. Um, Quincy gave me a sweatshirt for Christmas. And it says, love them anyway. (laughs) And as I have been striving to shed judgments about situations that people might be going through, I just want people to know that I love them no matter what. This will require you stopping what you're doing, looking at them in the eye, and explaining to them in a statement form. I want you to know that no matter what happens, nothing will change how much I love you. This isn't that like chirpy, I love you when they leave for school or maybe go up to go to bed. This is a very intentional moment. And when you take the time to do that, they will not only cognitively be able to know that, But hopefully, inside, they will know that you feel that way. There is a possibility you may have to do some work. On the above things that I've talked about here, in order to be able to look at someone in the eyes and say that unequivocally, I want to invite you to do the work. I want to invite you to know that maybe you naturally don't feel any of these things that I talk about today. Just like I naturally didn't feel any of these things that I'm talking about today. It did not come easy to me. It doesn't come easy to me to be calm. My whole life, I've believed that my relationships with people depended on my performance. I've really struggled with the trap of feeling like whatever's happening is is condemning me to a lifetime of what's happening. Um, I have always let in with my concerns and had a hard time filtering my concerns. 
Um, all these things that I've just shared with you, even though these are, this is, probably feels like a major list, but these are things that even baby step changes in a new direction will start to manifest massive change in your relationships. Um, I think, I definitely think that we've talked about all of these things um, many times in the podcast. And so for those of you who have been around for a long time, hopefully this is a, a good solid review. For those of you who might just newly be here, um, and if there's any of these areas that <clears throat> you'd like to learn more on, go find those episodes and learn about them. I want to encourage you as you start to think about this new year. Um, <laughs> I laugh because, you know, maybe you want to lose some weight. Trust me, you'll find it again. <laughs> you know, maybe you want to save some money or get out of debt. Yeah, I'll probably spend it again, you know. the time and investment that you put into your relationship will pay you back for your life. This is a lifetime journey, a lifetime partnership that we're creating. And um, I encourage you just to kind of look at this list and think about where you can do better, where you can take baby steps in that right direction, where you can take action right now. Um, and then just kind of notice the change that starts to be made and the softness that starts to happen and the comfort that starts to exist. Um, as I said in the very beginning, we're not going to take away the struggles. That's never going to be... It's never going to happen, so it's never going to be our goal. But join me in making stronger, trusted, functional, safe relationships in your family a high priority for this coming year. Um, thank you forever and always for listening. Thanks for showing up here. Thanks for trying. Thanks for taking deep breaths and reminding yourself not to freak out. Um, we just want to be helpers. We want to give ideas. We want to give suggestions that will empower you and enable you to better connect with the people that you love most. Um, the very last thing that I want to mention as... I say goodbye to 2019 and goodbye to you for now um, is that David Kozlowski, who is my partner on this podcast, has an e-course available. It's new. 
it's it's only been out about a month as um as we're here at the end of 2019 it's called the parent teen agreement and this e-course is a very practical step-by-step how-to process of how to create some boundaries, some guidelines, some expectations in your relationship with your teenager. The e-course is videos, and they're short little bite-sized videos, so you can kind of listen to them at at your leisure, or you can binge listen to them, whatever you want. There are PDF downloads. There's a video that is for your teenager where Dave actually talks to your teenager um, to explain to them what's going on. You know, it's really easy to have conflict in your relationship over a lot of things. This will establish help you to establish certain boundaries, certain things that are acceptable and not acceptable, and has its own built-in um, I want to say like re- not punishments, but like repercussions for decisions um, that that may be off the agreement. This is a powerful tool that allows you to stop to be mad when things go wrong. It allows you to create a safe, structured partnership. Now, you might think, my teenager will never buy that, or we're too far gone. But if you listen, even if you go into the parenting agreement, and we can link that up, it's linked up in my Instagram. It's linked up in Dave's. It's linked up in Light the Fight. You can find it. Um, there's some sample videos so you can kind of take a look at how it works. There's kind of a little trailer where David explains the overview. You can also go listen to the TED Talk. You guys, and, and I said this before, and I don't know if it sounds lame or not, but it makes sense to me. Doing something is better than doing nothing, which is our tendency. As you establish a partnership with your kids, it only grows stronger from there. Um, This is a powerful tool, and it's amazing for me to listen to kids who have completed this process and parents who have completed this process because it works. so so check that out. Like I said, you can you can link that from our Instagram account and um I think they're in the podcast. So if you're not already a subscriber, please subscribe. Uh new episodes come out every Thursday. And um we really look forward to bringing you simple actionable solution-based items that will build, restore, enhance the relationships in your life. And you guys, that's everything. That's what it's all about. So once again, you guys, thanks for listening and thanks for helping us to light the fight.